the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting here to my left is Alan Salem. He's my oldest child and my son, my only son. I think that's the only son. Yeah. Of course, your your sisters are pretty tough themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by my friends at Action Auto. Tom is located at I-17 and Deer Valley. He's on the northwest corner. It's a family-owned auto repair shop that served the Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area since 1983. Tom has ASE Master Certified Technicians. That means you're going to get good diagnosis. You're going to get good repair. And the best part of all of that is, is the final thing is go test drive the car to make sure you fixed what the customer brought it in for. And those three steps are the successful part of car repair. Tom has got those down really great. That's Action Auto Repair at I-17 and Deer Valley. So I want you to tell them the story about the guy, um, one of our customers, who ends up in Mexico. I guess he's going to Rocky Point. Yep. Okay. So he goes to Rocky Point. Is he on his way back home when his engine starts acting up? Uh, I'm not clear on that. I think he was down there and... He was having issues with it, with it getting it started. All right, and, and and just to clarify, it was a GM diesel. No, Ford. Oh, Ford. Ford. Oh, that makes it even ten times worse. You don't go south of the border in a Ford at all, do? Is That's that right? right. That's right. <laughs> okay, so it's a Ford six liter. Six liter. Oh, okay. Now k- k- let's let's put the timetable together for the for our our listeners. The seven three was about what years? Oh, I I don't know when they started, but it ended in. Uh, in uh, uh, 2002 and a half, basically. Okay. So probably 98, 99, 2000? No, I had. So between 2003 and 2008, those are the six liters that, that we we work on every day of our lives. Yeah, and it's actually three to seven. Cause, okay. Yeah. We don't have to be particular right. here. All right. So those are the ones that we we work a lot on. A lot. And I had, a, I had an email just this week. A guy says, I got 30K. I'm looking for a diesel. Um, you talked about Fords. What years should I, I stay away from? And I said to him just simply this, don't buy a 6-liter, a 6.0-liter. Don't buy one of I those. I wouldn't buy a 6.4 either. All right. Then I put in there, because I, I couldn't get a hold of you, that I that the jury was kind of out on the 6.4. We were having problems with them that seemed to mimic the 6-liter. But then the next motor up is a 6.7. Correct. And it's out too early to determine whether or not we're going to have problems with that. Mm. It's been out six years. Okay. So we haven't had. So it looks like the six seven is yes. the home run. Yeah. Now that's the same motor that Dodge has. Um, no. Six seven. Six seven. Yeah, but it's a V eight. Okay. Where the Cummins is an inline six. Okay. So but yes, liters wise. Okay. 
and then then Cummins went from a five nine to a six six seven. So they skipped all the middle part. Mm -hmm. And the General Motors has been a six six V eight since day one. Correct. And General Motors goes way back to early two thousand oh one. Okay, I thought the early. Now I had a five, and it was pretty trouble free motor. The only problem we had with the 05 that I remember is the circuit um, panel below the fuse box that would intermittently cause all kinds of codes for the injectors. Well, you had no one too. Oh, I did have yeah. an 01, the gold one. Yeah. yeah. And so the old one and the 05, and I don't think I had any problems with either one of them except the 05. We did chase the injector for a while. Right. And, folks, what we mean by that is is you have eight injectors on that on that 6.6 six liter, and you have a, a code for n number three. And so you'd replace number three, and then it'd go to number five, and you'd replace number five. Then it'd go to number seven, and you'd go, wow. So then you'd change five and seven and seven and five. Then it'd go to number eight. So you're, you're chasing your tail. You're, you're going in a circle, and you're trying to figure out <clears throat> why this computer is throwing all these codes, and inevitably you end up changing all eight injectors, and you still get a code. Right. So at the very bottom of the battery case somewhere in the vicinity of the battery case there is a printed circuit board and that circuit board correct me if i'm wrong it's it's underneath the fuse box okay which yeah. is next to adjacent to the battery. yeah 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 which is next to the battery yeah. okay so underneath the fuse box there's this 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 circuit board and in it has all the power circuits and the ground circuits to the injectors, all eight of them. Correct. And there's a crack supposed to be in the ground side because they all share the same ground. No, so, no I, don't, I don't remember exactly what was wrong with the fuse panel. Okay. But that. Well, here's here's what I was told. The the you know one through eight on the firing order, we have to be able to energize with power. So I don't right. know if we send power to the injectors or if we're cycling the ground. Right. But we're going to do one or the other. Correct. So otherwise, we send voltage to all the injectors, and when we want the injector open, we're going to ground the ground of that one. Right. So intermittently, that connection, whether it's the power supply or the ground supply, is intermittent. And so it causes that particular injector during that particular nanosecond of time, it causes it to show a code. Right. And the engine, the engine's watching the crankshaft sensor, and when that cylinder fires, there is no whoppa, there is no jerk. And so after that happens, you know, a while, then the computer goes, okay, well, there's something wrong with number five. Right. So in, all in all, the General Motors has been, with the exception of the early head gaskets in the 2001, 2002, because we no, no, injectors. Well, Wayne had his uh, head gaskets replaced early. And it, and yeah, it, well, that's not a real common issue. Okay. They're not head gaskets All right. on the, on the Duramax. All right. So what's the biggest problem since 2001? Uh, the injectors. Okay. Yeah. And we still replace them every now and then. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And and so, but the, as far as the, the Ford's concerned, the 7.3 is a monster motor. Those guys are basically almost getting what they paid for them because the demand is so high. Correct. Because they're such a durable engine. How many 7.3s have we ever worked on in the major in the major area? Oh, not not no major internal work on a 7.3. Just external yeah, stuff. Yeah, just external stuff. Okay. And so on six liters, how many six liter motors have we had out of the uh, uh, engine compartment? It seems like over a hundred. I mean, lots. Lots. And how many six fours have we had out? Um, I had out, I don't know, probably 20, 25. Okay. Now, when we say out, folks, what we mean is, is on the 6.4, you got to pull the cab as well? Yeah. So we're going to, we start off with 11 or 12 hours of time to pull the cab.
dreams of the NFL. Jenny McLean had big brains. She got a scholarship to Yale. And there was Herschel, but it took commercials, and he was going to be a movie star. But all I wanted was a car. my neighbor's grass and I rake leaves in the fall my parents they were stunned now this former lazy bum suddenly was working so hard but all I wanted was a car all I wanted was a car yeah when I'm 16 my dreams explains the reason for the Electoral College. In the event that Americans inhaled some pixie dust and voted for an Adolf Hitler, the electors presumably would be people that would say, What the hell just now happened? We can't have an Adolf Hitler. So we are not going to abide by the popular vote in these states. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 9 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. 
Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Raised up from under my hood and he shook his head and said, This ain't good. Welcome back, everybody. That uh, big delay there for seven minutes was all our fault. Um, we had a collapse of our equipment, and hopefully, we're going to be better. We were talking about diesels. I don't know what part you missed, but I know there was the last four or five minutes of the of that segment. So if you want to talk diesels, you can, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We were kind of comparing the different diesel engines that you'd have in your truck. We talked about the Ford, the 6.4 and the 6.7. We talked about the Cummins, which right now is just the 6.7. And then we talked around about the GM, which has a V8, which is a 6.6, but Ford also has a V8 with their 6.4 and their 6.7. So the only six-cylinder diesel right now is the Cummins truck, and those are uh, are uh, 6.7s. Well, yeah, and some of the half-tons now have the six-cylinders. Sir, but yeah. are they the 6.7s? No, 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 no. They're, They're smaller. Much smaller, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to see that probably in the half-tons, but that doesn't mean you're going to be able to pull a three-axle gooseneck trailer just because you have a diesel motor between the rails and the front. No, it's, but it's going to be interesting. I, I'm excited. I mean, now the, the Colorado's coming with one, and now you've got the uh, Titan, and um, it's going to be... It'll be, oh, the Dodge Eagle diesel. Okay. I hear people getting 23 to 25 miles per gallon on those things all day long. All right. What are you getting on your Dodge? About about 17 to 19. Okay. And I'm, I'm 16 to 18. Yeah. Depending on, if I, the lower the tack needle is, the better fuel economy I get. So if I'm running and gunning and I'm up close to 2,000, then I'm getting 16. But if I drop it down to 17 or 16 and go 65, then uh, it's altogether different. It's right. just the, the revolutions of the engines. 602-508-0960. Okay. The issue is is a friend of ours goes to Mexico. Oh, let's just tell him. It was my father-in-law. Okay. Why did you do that? You just smoked him. <laughs> it's okay. He, okay. he, he won't care. The, your father-in-law goes to Rocky Point. Uh-huh. And he's driving a Chevrolet Duramax. No. 
No, oh, it's a Ford. Six. Oh, six Ford. Six liter. Okay, so it's a six liter. It's the V8 six liter Ford, which is the troublesome motor. Mm-hmm. And he's there, and you finish, kind of tell the story. He called me, and he said, I, I'm having problems with this starting. And he gave me this story about the, the FICUM, which is the fuel injection control module. They've changed two of them, and it was in the shop down there. And they've changed two sets of injectors. And every time they replace the injectors, they hear this pop noise, and then the, the injector goes bad. And I said... I gave them a few things to check and and see, but what they were telling me, I've never, ever seen happen. I've never seen an injector go bad from an internal short. Never seen a Fickham take out an injector. I've never seen anything. Meanwhile, what they didn't tell me was when they pulled the valve cover off to change the injectors, that the fluid, that that the oil looked like chocolate milk and was really thin. That would have been a helpful, uh, that would have been a helpful thing and probably saved him quite a substantial amount of money um, because that is a, a immediate indicator of a of a of a of a uh, he, of a coolant leak either in the head gasket system or in the EGR cooler. Now the EGR cooler center of the engine, bottom of the V. Right. Okay. And 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 like you said, that was wait something. wait wait. I'm sorry. You just say EGR cooler. I think you just said EGR cooler, but it's oil. Engine, engine oil cooler. Okay. That's right. Okay. The oil coolers in the V underneath the intake, mm-hmm. and what we're doing is, is we're running oil through this cooler, but we're also using coolant, engine coolant, into this cooler to cool the oil. Correct. And what happens is, is the coolant side of this cooler springs a leak and puts coolant in the engine oil. Correct. And the chocolate milkshake is a light brown oil, and it looks like chocolate milk. That's right. So he has that, but he doesn't tell you that because he doesn't know it's in his in his defense. He doesn't he, know it's important. Exactly. He just didn't know it was important. He, he didn't think to tell me that part. Okay. So he gives him how much money? Uh, $1,400. $1,400. And he leaves with his truck on a dolly. Yeah, he leaves in absolutely positively, unequivocally, no better shape than he came with. And, and this, actually even worse. Okay. Okay. Because so, we had three broken injectors. Okay. So they broke and, and and they put one set of injectors in and that didn't work. Then supposedly they went and bought new injectors and that didn't work. Both were used or remanufactured because they couldn't get down in where he was at. They couldn't get new injectors and it's not a popular thing and blah, 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 blah. I, I don't know. Okay. And so the FICM, the fuel injection control module. They replaced that too. Okay. The FICM takes 12 volts and it amplifies it to... Uh, 48 to 52 okay. volts. So it's kind of an, I don't know if it's an inverter or a converter, but it converts one voltage to the next. So it converts 12 volts to 48 or 50. Yep. So when we go in to test a FICM, we call it a FICM, fuel injection control module, right. what are we looking for? We're looking for anything under 48 volts. So you, I, I think it's actually 46 volts is a failure. Okay. So anything below 46, we're going to replace it because mm-hmm. this FICM no longer has the ability to open and close injectors that necessitate 48 to 52. Correct. Yep. So they obviously don't have that ability. No. Okay. So he puts it on a dolly, and on his way home, what happens with the front well, wheels of the truck in a dolly? He, he makes it all the way from, I don't know, Rocky Point to... I-10 in Queen Creek, and it falls off the, <laughs> the truck falls off the dolly, the dolly, <laughs> at highway speed. At highway speeds, yeah. And he calls me, he says, hey, you got a tow company? I said, yeah, we well, yeah, I-10 in uh, Queen Creek. Well, what happened? Oh, it fell off the dolly, one of the straps broke. I said, man, could you have made it any closer? <laughs> so we get the thing in there, and you and what do we do for the diagnostic process? Uh, Well... 
I think Adam, the first thing he did is I think he attempted to start it, uh, scanned for codes, didn't uh, few miscellaneous codes, and then um, I don't know what propelled him to do this, but either he checked the oil or he looked inside the oil cap and he immediately knew. And, and another way to do that would have been to pressurize the cooling system and know hey, you have a leak. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, because we know we're, we're leaking coolant inside the engine. And so by doing that, if you put a, a pressure tester on the neck of the radiator and you look at the cap and it's a 12-pound cap and you put 13 pounds of, of pressure in it, then pretty soon the needle goes 13, 12, 10, 9, 8, and you know you got a coolant leak. Right. So Adam pulls the top of the motor apart. Yeah. He, uh, we replaced the uh, EGR cooler. Uh, we found the leak. At the um, engine cooler? Engine oil cooler? Yep. Both of them. Because you, you just corrected me a minute ago. Are we talking about an EGR cooler or an engine do oil I, cooler? Do I see you saying EGR? You just said sorry, EGR. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, engine oil cooler, sorry. Okay. Uh, we, we found we found the leak at the engine oil cooler okay. and uh, replaced that. And then while we were in there, we replaced it with an aftermarket one because the Ford one has some, has some issues with it. We also replaced the EGR cooler because it's accessible and it's easy and there's no additional labor at that time with an aftermarket one because that is another known major issue of the 6 liter. Both of those coolers, that's one supposed to cool engine oil and one supposed to cool exhaust gas, both of those coolers are in exactly the same place. So you pay labor one time in and out. Yeah, they're directly next to each other. How much, how much does that cost? What's the labor on in and out? Uh, it was... Uh, I want to say around 1100 bucks. Okay, so $1,100 in and out. Yeah. So you go in, you replace both of them that could leak. Right. And one of them definitely leak, and you go back out, then what? Well, depending on the mileage, too, we also do the high-pressure oil pump. Okay. Uh, and we did the IPR regulator as well because those get damaged when the IPR regulator is what regulates the amount of uh, – uh, it's the inject injector pressure regulator. Okay. So um, we did that as well because it, that gets damaged with water. Okay. Um, so put it back together. And um, while while it was apart and the valve covers were off, I had him pull it off because I wanted to have him flush the oil rails, and I wanted to inspect the injectors and underneath the valve cover and try to get as much of the crap out as we could. Um, he uh, he did that. He found three injectors that were damaged, the the uh, the connectors that were damaged, uh, the three of them. And so he had a set in the back of his truck that they had already changed that I knew weren't bad at this point. Um, so we put two of those back in there and, uh, got it fired, put them back in there, put everything back together, fired it up. Um, we did know they did replace a FICM down there, a fuel injection control module. They didn't program it. So it wasn't synced to the engine that really didn't have anything to do with the starting, but it just, it set a check engine light. You know, it, we started it up, it ran, you know, crappy for probably five to seven minutes, cleared up. We put about 20 miles on it and then uh, dumped the oil, changed it again, and then uh, put another 35 miles on it, and very right. beautiful. And the total bill was about? Was about, uh, let's see, somewhere between 35 and 4. 3,500 to 4,000. Yep. Was that the father-in-law deal? Father-in-law deal. Okay. Oh, he gets a special deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the, the, the thing to remember here is, he could have he could have had that car towed from Rocky Point to us for fourteen hundred dollars. No question. So so to spend money down there and have somebody and and this is true in every sense of the word. They were guessing, guessing, guessing. No question. When I talked to that guy on the phone, I said, Daryl, you got to get that thing out of there." I said, uh, "You know, do you know what the IPR regulator is or the, uh, the the ICP sensor?" No. What's that? I said, "Okay, do you guys have an IDS?" 
No, what's that? I said, oh boy, we're in we're in yeah. trouble. And IDS are, is a scanner. Yep, and I and the um, sensor is tells you how much. If it goes bad, which is yeah. real common, you unplug it and it will start. Okay. So, that was what I was so you're going to ask him that. Yeah. All right. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. That's why if you break down in Mexico, you might want to just think about towing it back up here to either Tucson or Phoenix because you're going to be a lot better off than having them guess with your money. It costs him 1400 bucks. We'll be back right after this. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Attention, this is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate tax liens? Then listen to this. The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly, which is completely secure by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without risk, then call 1-800-613-6711 now to get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as little as $500. All from your home with little or no money working only 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-613-6711 right now to get your free tax lien kit plus two free tickets to a live training event which includes a free meal coming to the Phoenix area. Call 800-613-6711 that's 800-613-6711 for your free tax lien kit now. Individual results may vary. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Defeated desperate Democrats try to console themselves by emphasizing that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by more than 1.5 million. But this fact hardly suggests a national preference for liberal policies or personalities. Hillary's advantage was based entirely on a single state, which is why she lost the Electoral College so decisively. Without California, where she won overwhelmingly, she lost the other 49 states and the District of Columbia by more than a million votes. If you leave out both California and New York, Trump swept the rest of the country by 3 million votes, carrying 30 out of 50 states. Winning New York City by an overwhelming margin won't help if you lose Ohio, Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. I'm Michael Medved. Protect your wealth with gold and silver from Roslyn Capital. Call 800-299-8200. 800-299-8200. Hey, everybody. Rachel Ray here. Nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than cooking up a big meal for family and friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. These children, that's one out of every five, often have to skip meals because there's just nothing to eat in the kitchen. Yet there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last hungry child. If only there was a way to get it to them. 
That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across our country. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America at your local food bank and at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and results of the dream of Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Alan Salem is sitting next to me. He's the diesel guy, and I'm the gas guy. I'm the gasoline guy, I guess I should say. Right. You handle the diesel stuff. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by my friends Thompson's Auto Repair in Mesa. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been around since 1970. I think they're on their second or third generation of Thompson's. It's been providing expert auto repair, light truck repair, maintenance services, and all kinds of stuff, even tire repairs to the entire Mesa area. They have ASC certified technicians, and Brian and Thelma are the... You just have to meet them and shake their hands to know that they're never going to take advantage of you. Never. They are just that kind of couple. Brian's the kind of kid that you hope your daughter brings home, and Thelma's the kind of lady that you hope you hope your son brings home. That's the best I can offer you. So Thompson's Auto Repair is on Main Street, just east of Stapley, on the south side of the road. Main Street, just east of Stapley, on the south side of the road. 602-508-0960. If you have a question, we've got four lines open, but right now we're going to go to Harry. Harry, good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. Sounds like you got a few gremlins still in your. You know, Harry, um, we have two pieces of equipment up at the ranch, and I just sent one of them to the manufacturer in Connecticut. And the guy called me on Friday, and he says, have you been having this piece of equipment drop on you? And I go, yeah, that's why it's there. And he goes, I found two major problems with it. When you get it back, it won't drop your signal. And I said, thank you. So we're hoping that he's keeping his word to us. We'll see what happens. Did you have a happy uh, uh, turkey day then? You know, I did. You know, we were surrounded um, by, we had a very traditional, I want you to close your eyes, Harry. Got it. We had a very traditional. We had, a, we had, we had fire, although it was a propane fire. We had a, a fireplace. We were surrounded by Indians. Um, they were, they were with us. They were seated next to us. They were eating with us. Everything was so traditional until I walked out into the casino and lost a bunch of money. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and that's that's that a, that's show. the truth. <laughs> um, that that's the truth. The kids went with their uh, spouses' families on on Thursday, and then they came up here on Friday. So Renee, uh, we took we went with another couple to the casino because they have a really wonderful um, uh, Thanksgiving dinner because their kids were going to come up on Friday as well. So that's why the two of us went to the uh, casino. But anyway, we, we made up that story when we were having dinner, and we thought that would be that kind of good. I, hey, I, I, got I mean no harm. I'm... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I got a couple of go questions. You, you, you've you had the GM, and now you got a Cummings. You've gone from the dark side to the light side or vice versa. Um, and I know you have, what, a 2012 Cummings? Is that, is that what yours is? I think it died. Uh, stay with us, Harry. Um, right. Mark dropped, but he'll be right back real okay. real quick. Still there, Harry? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, Harry, Harry, I just got you back. I heard you went to the dark side and then go from there. And then you came back to the light side, vice versa, whatever you 
Now, on yeah. your 2012, as compared to maybe a comparable 2012 GM, you know, your Cummings, I know you spent a couple hundred extra dollars on each one of them. Um, what uh, What's your pros and cons for the... The, the GM and then the Cummings, or vice versa. How do you how do you feel now that you have a, a Cummings? You know, I think Alan. I speak for Alan. We tell people that the six six liter GM is a wonderful truck. Um, we don't work on those a lot. People that have them um, love them. The only there's two reasons I went to Dodge, Harry. Number one, the Dodge has a leather interior that in my opinion is equally as good or slightly better than the King's Ranch on the Ford side. I wanted that leather with the old-fashioned saddlebags, and I wanted, you know, kind of a cowboy-looking truck. So when they came out, when Dodge came out with the Longhorn interior, that's, uh, that is what pushed me over the edge. And then I'll tell you something confidentially. <laughs> you couldn't Alan's, truck, <laughs> I, I, Alan's truck would outrun me. It would outpull me. Um, he got better fuel economy than I did and everything, and I could never find the repair order that he wrote to do all this fancy-dancy work to his truck, and he could eat my, my GM up. So when I bought my Dodge, I said, you know, make mine like yours, and he faked, faked you know, amnesia. Uh, and I then I remember. found the ticket. Yeah, and then I found the ticket where he fixed his truck up in his grandmother's file. So when then I, I printed the ticket, handed it to him, and I said, here, this is what I want you to do to my truck. And he did, and um, we, we're, we're very comparable now, except his is a three-quarter ton, and mine, mine's a one-ton, and so I'm a little heavier than he is, but um, I'm, a lot, I'm real happy. So I've, I've never regretted it, but I want to tell you, if you ask me, I'll say both of them, just take your pick. It's, it's, a, it's a coin toss. What do you think? Are you, are you, are you talking about the 12 in specific? Well, I know they've made some changes, GM, I think up to the 2017. Aren't they a little different than... Uh... And of course, Dodge. Well, the reason I say that is one of the reasons we made a determination in 2012 was because Dodge had not gone to Urea yet, right, right. and GM went to Urea in 11. So Dodge didn't go till 13. That's one of the reasons why we went. The other reason why we went is one of the most popular things that comes in our shop is GM front steering and suspension. Um, and they did make some good improvements in 2011, but um, we still see a lot of them. Dodge and Ford both have the straight axle front end. GM still has the IFS, independent front suspension, and um, we we see a lot of we do a lot of work on those. And and, and and let's clarify that we're doing work on those at the twenty to forty thousand mile mark. Yes. Yeah. All right. And we're not doing Dodge and Fords. Uh, we're doing tie rod ends on some Fords. Yes. Mm, sometimes. Okay, but not nearly as bad. But we're not doing them until what eighty to one hundred. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so the difference there is is we're doing the GM front ends a lot more often. However, there are now here's another word. People are going to try to argue with us, but we sell a lot more front end parts than anybody out there listening to us. The front end parts we can get aftermarket parts and aftermarket brackets that fix the GM problem. We can. Okay. We can. And we can make it go eighty to a hundred thousand miles. And the cost associated with that is approximately what? A couple of grand. Okay, a couple of grand. Yeah. So, but does that include the parts we would otherwise change anyway? I'm talking about the brackets that give it support that make it a lot right. better. Right. Yeah. It's it's two to three thousand if you had to go in. I mean, that's an average ticket for to fix the front end of those trucks. And then that's then they're going to go to eighty to a hundred thousand uh -huh. mile service intervals. Correct. Okay. All right, Harry, if you got another question, you hang on right there. we got to take a break. When we come back, if you're still there, we'll take your call. And if not, anybody else, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back right after this. 
Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Fun, exciting, buying for others. But let's not forget that it all started with Thanksgiving, right? Hello, I'm Tom Brown. It sure is easy to forget about some of the real needs out there when the crazy buying season rushes in the day after Abraham Lincoln set aside for giving thanks here in our great country. Giving Tuesday was birthed as that reminder, a day set aside uh, for you and me to support ministries and organizations that serve others. This year, 960 The Patriot is supporting Save the Children on Giving Tuesday as they literally save the lives of children by providing the emergency nutrition needed to give a child suffering from severe acute malnutrition life and hope for the future. Call right now. Call 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836, or give online at 88givenow.org, or simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword, Save the Children. They just told us right away that we're going to house you, we're going to feed you, and every single one of his medical bills is just all taken care of. They've saved my family from financial ruin. It allowed me and my wife both to focus on the most important thing, which was the health and well-being of our son. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. And that's what makes St. Jude so magical. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Uh, Doctors send us the toughest cases to be treated at St. Jude, and our patients come from all over the world. When we come here, they told me, don't worry, everything's been taken care of. We can never repay St. Jude for what they've given us. Because of you. Gracias a ti. Because of you. There is St. Jude. Get out to the forest (laughs) and discover the wonders of nature with your family, just like Blue, Jewel, and the whole Rio flock. Let the kids connect to their roots. It's going to be so much fun. Let's rock this jungle. Fresh air. What a glorious morning. Clean water. And endless surprises. Yo, this is untapped territory. How amazing. (laughs) Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, we're going to get to Harry's second question. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Kurt's Auto Repair. He's at I-17 in Bell. He's been open since 1987. Kurt has three people in his operation, four people in his operation that are pretty special. First of all, Kurt. Kurt knows cars real well, and he knows the difference between somebody snowing him and somebody telling him the truth. Number two, his general manager is Jeff. 
Jeff is a master technician, just like Curtis. So Jeff runs the operation, and again, a seasoned guy. Then they have Eric. Eric is the world-class diagnostician that, that handles the shop. Then you've got Kurt's wife. Kurt's wife, for new customers, someday in the future, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks, she'll knock at your door and bring you some gifts, some hand-baked gifts. That And she's saying, thank you for trusting us to fix your car. So if you live anywhere near I-17 and Bell, he works on, Kurtz works on domestic and import cars, both gas and diesel. You ought to try Kurtz. If you don't have a shop, try Kurtz. I-17 and Bell, northeast corner. Hey, uh, Harry, how are you? What can we talk about? Yeah, well, Kurtz, uh, Kurtz good. That's where I send all my cars to. Uh, yeah, thank I you. had one thank other you. question on your, um, uh, your Dodge uh, ride compared to your uh, Chevy. I know the Chevy's front end system. Uh, independent front end suspension and the Dodge is a little stiffer. Uh, how would you compare it as far as uh, comfort? You know, I don't see any difference, but let me tell you, I've got some bigger, I've got 20 inch tires on my wheels as opposed to 17s. So we did put some bigger tires and wheels on it. I'm running those a tad soft because I can, because of the weight of the axle, all I have to do is carry the front axle. So they're a little bit soft than the other ones, but that's that's the turnaround. But as far as ride is concerned, none. Now, when I'm loaded, it really rides nice, but I'm not hauling the tractors and the trailers with my Duramax that I am with my Dodge. So that's kind of an unfair comparison. But I can tell you that my wife's never complained. She's never spilled her beer when she's sitting next to me <laughs> as I go fast and hit bumps. <laughs> You're in trouble. I know, I know. But anyway, no, I, I, and how about you, Alan? I think some would argue, I think that they ride about the same. But I think that, you know, you get into some of the higher-end GMs with the Denali packages and all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, if you really sat next to two trucks side by side, I think the GM would probably ride a little bit better. But I've absolutely had zero complaints on any of our Dodges that we've ever done. Um, okay. So. All right. All right. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll defer to him. He's He's got the jam slightly ahead, but thank you very much. And I want to clear something up. We were talking about the suspension um, repairs on the Chevy, the Dodge, and the Ford. Right. And you said the Dodge and the Ford, we usually dealt with the front suspension and steering components at about 80,000 miles, plus or minus. Right. On the Chevrolet side, we were dealing with a 20. What I meant to ask <clears throat> you was, is if they're going to do work at 20, okay, th then what do we do to make it better. There's a couple of brackets and the labor associated. You said it was thousands, and, and I, I don't think those brackets in the installation no, are thousands. No, yeah, it's not. You, so you add it to a, before they go bad, you add these brackets before they go bad to keep them working as designed instead of allowing them to prematurely wear out, especially if you have bigger wheels and tires on them. And that's usually like five to six hundred dollars. Okay, so you take the GM at, at, at two, before twenty thousand miles. Yep. And and these brackets, what they do is, is we've got a pivot point, and the pivot point is only secured on the top, and these brackets help secure the top and the bottom, so it truly pivots and it doesn't wear out the bottom part of the bushing. So they these are aftermarket brackets that make it better. Now, if you put the aftermarket brackets on a General Motors diesel truck at let's say ten thousand then you're going to go to 80 before you have to do any work. Yes. Somewhere yes. around there. Uh -huh. so, so, okay, so the, the fix on this is the aftermarket brackets, four or 500 bucks. Yep, five okay. or 600 bucks, yeah. Okay, five or 600. Yeah. All right, we always work in brackets here, so just try to pay attention, okay? Right. All right. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by IMM. 
when you talk about IMM, you talk about somebody who knows imports and domestics really well. IMM has been around since 1972. They're in the northeast corner of Tempe, so they're just south of the 202, just west of the 101. What's special about IMM is, <clears throat> excuse me, they work on all kinds of domestic and imports, and basically what they say is no matter what you've got in your garage, we can work on it because they understand that many families have a Volvo and a Chevrolet, or they've got a Saab and an Audi. But no matter what you've got, they can handle it. But most important, they specialize in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo, your car is going to feel at home at IMM Imports because they're that good with those cars. Many of the rest of us shy from those cars, the Volvos, the Fiats, the Alfa Romeos, the Saabs, just because parts are hard to find and they take a little bit more expertise, so it's going to take us a half an hour longer than these guys. So a lot of us pass that on to IMM. But if you have an Alfa Romeo, a Fiat, a Saab, or a Volvo in your garage, and it doesn't make any difference if you have a Chevy, Ford, Honda, Toyota in your garage, IMM can handle both of them. All righty, any callers, Gil? Okay, lines are wide open. If you'd like to join us, you can. Any other things that we're kind of – oh, and, and let's talk about the DEF, diesel exhaust fluid. Right. You said that that was a consideration because GM went in 11. And the diesel exhaust fluid, let's just call it, um, it's called urea. Uh-huh. And in reality, urea is a fertilizer that we use to fertilize our grass and, and as farmers to make it grow like crazy. Right. Okay. So it is, in fact, a, a fertilizer. We're going to take this urea and we're going to put it in a tank in the diesel truck. Right. Now, this diesel truck has a catalytic converter, and the catalytic converter's job is to burn the soot that comes out of the engine and to consume the soot and any un, unburnt hydrocarbon um, molecules, so to speak. Right. Any fuel that comes out of the truck that's kind of raw and any soot goes into the catalytic converter, and let's just pretend it's just one big red-hot fire like a grill like what you're going to grill your steaks in, just one big fire. Right, oven. Oven, thank you, thank you, a big, huge oven. So the urea... About the size of, slightly bigger than a football in the exhaust. Okay, and a little longer too? Yeah, a little wider and a little bit longer. Than a football. Yeah. All right, football shaped about basketball size. There you go. Okay, so the urea is going to be sprayed into the catalytic converter on the front side of the catalytic converter. The water is going to go on the ground... But the urea is going to go into the catalytic converter, which helps keep it red hot. It helps keep it uh, ignited. It helps helps keep it lit. You going to argue? I have no idea what it does. All right, I'm telling I mean, you that. I think it's, but I I think it sprays before the DPF. I don't think it sprays before the cat. Okay. I think it sprays between the cat and the DPF. All right, the DPF is the diesel particulate filter. Correct. Okay, so you have a diesel particulate filter, then the catalytic converter. No, cat first. Okay, the, then the DPF. Then then the DPF. Okay. I'm thinking it goes in front of the cat, but I could be wrong. Okay. But I do know, here's what puzzles me. How With the technology they have, DE, uh, DEF, diesel exhaust fluid, is, for, is, is um, 41% water. And the rest is some DEF concoction. How do they separate the water from the DEF when, when you're dealing with a liquid? How is it that they separate? Because they only spray the DEF, the, the urea, into the catalytic converter or the DPF, and they separate the water. It literally separates it with a valve just before the cat. 
Well, they all have heaters. I mean, could they? Do they burn it off? Uh, that's they, certainly possible. Because they all have heaters on them, okay. and they're going, and they're going bad very frequently. So we've got from the tank. We're co- bring this concoction down. We're going to spray it into the exhaust. We'll just agree it gets sprayed into the exhaust right. before one of those two right. emissions filters. Right. And so there's going to be a heater in there, and maybe that's what they do. Maybe they bring it to a boil, and they blow the vapor out, and they let the liquid that's got a higher boiling point, and they shove it into the exhaust. Something like that. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. And how much is DEF a gallon? Uh, it's about six bucks a gallon. Okay. And most people hold, what do they hold in their trucks? Five to seven gallons. Okay. And that will last how long? Between five and 10,000 miles. Usually. Okay. So a, a gallon per thousand? Yeah. It, it depends on if you're towing or if you're not towing or kind of around load. town. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Load. All right. Now, a lot of people will run out of DEF, and then the car will go into limp mode. Ex- explain that limp mode. Yeah, they give you a warning, but yeah, if you, the, the, it'll it'll send you into a uh, into a reduced power situation if you if you run out of DEF. And so you then you have to get to a gas station real quick, put DEF in it, and then how long later will the truck go back to normal? You know, I think it's pretty instantaneous. Okay. Uh, the other day I had a Sprinter that they didn't know that it needed DPF. They had just bought DEF, and they had just purchased it, and it wouldn't start, wouldn't start, crank, but wouldn't start, wouldn't start, wouldn't start. We filled it up with DEF, and it immediately started. Okay. So there's got probably some kind of a sensor in the oh, bottle. Yeah. I'm sure. Now, there was a, a situation where Ford put the filler for the DEF right next to the to f- diesel fuel filler. So did Cummins, yep. So did Cummins. Okay. And then people would put DEF in the gas tank, in the fuel tank. Uh, Yeah. And that costs about, I don't know. I, fortunately, we've not seen that happen, but it's, but I've heard of stories where it's very, very expensive. I can tell you the kit's about two thousand dollars because it's all the injectors, all the fuel rails, everything. Because the DEF is so caustic, it eats up all the metal components in the fuel system. So they have a kit for that, and I think the repair coupled with labor is about four thousand dollars. Because I see that in the insurance side. I see where someone inadvertently puts DEF, diesel exhaust fluid, in where their diesel fuel should go. And when they do that, it doesn't run long, but it wipes out the entire fuel system. I would venture a guess that it's probably more expensive than that, too, because if you're doing eight injectors at at least 400 apiece, you're 3,200 just injectors. That's not including all of the other stuff. Okay, and it, it might very it, well yeah, be. Yeah, I, I bet it's substantially more than that. But I could be wrong in the sense it could be the kit's $4,000 plus the labor. Because oh, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What we're running into is, is we're running into a lot of people who have problems with their diesels that blame it on the DEF. And so me and other experts' job by the insurance company is to determine what's wrong. Not too long ago, we had a guy with what they claimed was 16 gallons of water in his diesel tank, and what we found was a gallon and a half. Yeah. And that's a maintenance issue. has nothing to do with vandalism, so they, the insurance company denied the claim. Other times, we've had people that are new to diesel trucks inadvertently put diesel in the in the uh, uh, DEF tank, diesel fuel in the DEF tank, or put DEF in the fuel tank. Right. Now, Ford and, 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 and uh, Cummins put the two nozzles together, and they're different colors. And different sizes. Okay. So green is diesel fuel. Yep. And a bigger nozzle. Yep. And the DEF is? Tiny and blue. Blue. Yep. So green and blue are the two different ones. Right. The problem, and that, and that's pretty much all diesels now. 
Yes, from 2012 on up. I think the 2012 was the last year you could do it. 13, yeah. All trucks had it in 13. Okay. So mine was made in December of 12. So my truck was probably one of the last batches of Dodge trucks that came out not needing that special diesel exhaust Correct. fluid. That's what really I, I was after as much as the interior was, is I didn't want to have to right. deal with the DEF. Right. Because that adds $6 per thousand miles to your cost on the truck. Not to mention the inconvenience if you get caught 100 miles away from somebody who has DEF, like a Walmart or a diesel fuel station, and you have to limp in. What do they, reg what do they regulate your speed at? You know, I don't know. I think they're all different, but it's low. Okay. I mean, it's 25 20, to 45. Yeah, I would say 25 to 45, something like okay. that. Okay, and you just can't go faster than that. Correct. Okay. All righty, 602-508-0960. If you'd like to join us next hour, we've got all five lines open, 602-508-0960. We've been talking a lot of diesel, but if you've got a gas issue or if you have a battery or an electrical issue or if you have a tire issue, like we had a guy come in and both inside the front tires were worn significantly, both of the inside front tires. Most people would look at that and say, well, we need to do this or this or this. But in reality, this was an alignment problem. This didn't have anything to do with one side or the other because both front tires were worn exactly the same on the inside edge. It clearly was an alignment problem, and it had too much toe out. So an alignment was the only fix, not to mention a couple of tires. 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. We'll be back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 